Justin Timberlake. Isn't that a shame? Oh, what a shame! What a shame! To judge a life that you can change. The choir sings, the church bells ring. So won't you give this man his wings? What a shame! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Duggins and Dragnos. Can you, like, um, I don't know, scream or something so I can check levels? Uh, yeah, that's probably good. To have to break your truce without all the same. What? What a shame! Hey, Chris, what you, you considered shutting up? We're gonna have some copyright issues. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. I'll just beep like every second syllable, so you can be like. Well, he can't tell, or just distort it really heavily. Everyone. No, no. Learn from the Tom Scott video. We now need to thoroughly critique the compositional elements of Shinedown's What a Shame. Shinedown's What a Shame is a piece of shit song made for terrible people, and I base that on the melody. That's good, that's we good. We can now do that. They, they can can't sue us now. <laughs> Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> this is a podcast uh, where we design things for use in Dungeons and Dragons. Things that no sane person who likes Dungeons and Dragons would ever use, probably. Uh, but God, one, I have no idea. What's, what's your idea? A gun. A gun? Yeah. Just a regular gun? A regular, normal gun. Hmm. I think Rory M. Spence is working on that. Damn. Shout out to our Patreon, Rory M. Spence. Pay us. He's here with us today. He's here with us today. Throttle Rory. How are you doing? Oh, hello, lads. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> Moving it's on me. from that. Rory M. Spence. <laughs> it's me. Rory M. Spence, Rory's. can you just say, I've got a tiny penis for me? I've got a tiny penis. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Chris, hang on. Uh, you didn't quite get the, uh... I was gonna say, literally the only good guest who's ever been on Dog Hair Presents is Carlisle Lord from Dungeons and Dragons. Literally! The only good guest that's ever been on Dog Hair Presents is Carlisle Lord. Chris, I'm sorry, I can't I love hearing about Quidditch! And snatches and shit. And bionicles, I did bionicles. And bionicles! <laughs> For the benefit of the podcast. <laughs> Shut up, Chris. <laughs> Shout out to Rory M. Spence, our one Patreon, who hopefully continues to be our Patreon and after this. And here with us today. <laughs> <laughs> we were it was him who admitted that he has a tiny thing. <laughs> Uh, one thing that we also do on this podcast is that we, we review moisturizers. So this week, uh, I bought a Pokemon magazine once, and it was it had an Alolan Muck slime on it. Now, people who are aware of Alolan Muck will know that Alolan Muck is a great myriad of colors, mm. and this is just a box of pink slime. I bought it so long ago in preparation for this. Possibly the least represented color on a lowland muck. Yeah. Pink. Yeah, that, that's actually true. I'm looking at them. Yes. There's one band of pink, and there's two bands of yellow and green, yeah. respectively. <laughs> so, isn't that some nonsense? But well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chuck this over to Ross here. 
He I, what I threw it fabulous throw. God. It landed in his hands super cleanly. It was and amazing. And I still dropped it. You could now. expect to see it in like a. It sports was such a good throw. He spiked it sort and of volleyball. I got I got a brilliant. You know when you when really good footballers so the, throw it and they get the curl on. Mm. I got the a first curl thing that I'm throw. noticing about this is American that it, footballers. Yeah, spiral. Sure, doesn't appear <laughs> to be. Moisturizer. Because it, it never like curves in the air. Uh, which That'd I'm finding wild. extremely interesting. So, here we go. <laughs> I, how much have you gone for? Because it's a hefty tub. You just got it all out. <laughs> so, that's it in my hands. And now I'm rubbing it in as one would with moisturizer. Of course. Uh, which is, in fact, just causing it to roll up into a sausage. Yeah, yeah. Um, it smells gross, mm-hmm. and it isn't, you know, like a moisturizer. I so not, you know, soaking we... into the hand. However, it does leave an unusual residue on the hands. Mm. Indeed, uh, that's which, really what we're hoping carries the which action. Which we are hoping carries the action. So, th- yeah. So this is an interesting way of applying. I like I like the new method, uh, but it does smell bad. They could work on that. I think. Right. Um, so yeah. So I guess I'll uh, I'll apply this. Put the rest of it away. So at the end of the episode, we're going to check back in with Ross and see how his hands are doing. You know, and then like, we'll put it on our list of uh, moisturizers. It uh, has such you can a find in our Twitter bio smell. podcast. It smells exactly like all of those kinds of slimes always smell. Right. Um, so <laughs> Bad. So now we'll get to the, the meat of the podcast. Mm. Uh, despite the fact we are fully vegetarians. Uh, so I guess we'll get to the fleshy... Pumpkin flesh of the podcast, mm. Mm. Uh, the normal stand-in. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and boys, have you got any ideas for something we could make for use in Dungeons and Dragons? Now, boys, I want you to imagine. Chris, I'm going to put you on hold for one second. There, a gun. Did you have to? <laughs> did you have on, to put Chris. me on hold for that? Yes. Was there no? Okay. Yes, I did. Uh, I didn't want to interrupt you. I want you to imagine that in about an hour, sure, you're about to present uh, an idea on a Dungeons and Dragons homebrew podcast. Sure. Right. Um, also, I want it's you to imagine a stupid idea. Yeah, I don't think I've ever will be in that position. But carry on. You're not a very creative or intelligent person. Now, the first thing you might do is type in Dungeons and Dragons idea. On YouTube, <laughs> that might be something someone might do. I can, might, I can see it happening. It might be, and if if someone were to, they would find that the first result is a, a charismatic DM. Seems like quite a good guy. Sure, uh, I would like to play a game of Dungeons and Dragons with this man, uh, presenting to you the idea that when you don't know where to go with a story, a good idea is to think about tropes you've seen in okay. in media. Um, because inherently your characters will sort of understand these tropes because they've seen media. Um, and he gives ideas of like, uh, no good deed goes unpunished. Sorry, wait a minute, Ross is just really trying to sort his hands out. Are they, are they they just horrible? Yeah. (laughs) 
Ross just aggressively nodding. So, so <laughs> a, a, a nice decision your characters could make could horribly backfire on them, for example. Uh, and he gives other good ideas of tropes that you could use as a dungeon master. Okay. Now, I'm thinking of TV tropes that I could apply to Dungeons and Dragons. Imagine for a moment a predator from the sea comes at your characters impossibly wide. There's no way to get under it or around it. The only thing your characters can do to escape the assault is jump the shark. Okay. A big evil shark that must be jumped. <laughs> I thought you, because of the silence, I thought that we were done with the idea. It was like, are you aware of the jumping the shark trope? Alright, now let's go two. from there. Okay. A TV trope that appeals to me, what? and I think <laughs> an even better idea okay. than a really wide shark, shark. that must be uh, leaped. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't quite understand how wide and uh, uh, and uh, deep. Because so if it's so wide as to make it impossible to go around it, okay. and close enough to the ground. Much like the, uh, the so, song. Yes. So, so wide. wide, you can't get round it. I think it's about God's love. So would you no, say no. that it is bigger? Or smaller than God's love in the song I'm referencing. I don't... Is there a verse about whether or not you can get over God's love? Uh, yes, you cannot <laughs> get over God's love. Right, So well, are you saying that it is as wide, as low as God's love? Yes. But not... Crucially not... As high as God's love? Yes. In the words of Dua Lipa, <laughs> you keep getting under God... You'll never get over God. That's a great point. Thanks. <laughs> In the immortal words of Cher Lloyd, uh huh, Cher Lloyd. She did say that. She said her once. own name. Mm. I didn't know her last name was Lloyd. Not Cher. Not Just a Cher. different person. Not Cher. Okay. I'm talking about Cher Lloyd. What's Cher's last name? She doesn't have a last name. She's, she she's, must have a last no, name. No, and if you look it up, I will kill you. What? I will kill Cher's you on sight. I'm, I'm want, killing him. We need the views. I'm going to kill him with his own kill shoes. Me. We need the money from the Sherlock. Are you dead now? You're never going to get it. You never get it. First of all, share is short for something. Share is short for something. It's Sherilyn. Sherilyn? Sherilyn Sarkissian. That's my. F that would have been my That's first wild. guess. That, that is That's a lot crazy, of crazy man. shit. That's crazy. Me. I'm gonna basically say that I did say that because it would have been my first guess. Chris, what was and the rest of your I'm idea? Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Chris. So we've done. <laughs> Moving on. We've done TV trope number one. Uh huh. With my Wait, first. Hang on. I want to talk more about shark. Okay. Sure. So sure. when you say it's wide, because normally what I would consider so wide, <laughs> but wide very much. It's extremely big in one dimension. Yes. But not in the other, so as to be possible to jump it. Yes. Okay, so when I think of a shark, when I think of the length versus the width of the shark, length is what I consider from, like, nose to tail, and width is what I consider from, like, gill to gill, you know, from side to fin. Yeah. So, so, so it's, like, pretty short from head to tail, jumpable yeah. distance from head to tail, but, like... <laughs> 
so, and its body hasn't adapted for that in any way. It's like you got a JPEG of a shark. And just okay, cool. Right, I like out. why we're going with this, and I've got some ideas. Right, okay. so sharks are often named for their appendages. Okay. You know, you got you you got your like saw saw fish, and yeah, that's yeah. technically a shark. And hammerhead. then you've got your hammerhead. So I'm thinking, why brick wallhead shark? And its head is just massive. Mm. Just a okay. huge brick wall shaped head with eyes right in the top corners like that. Right? <coughs> like like really wide. And then just like a little normal shark body. Okay. Brick wall shaped, which is to say flat. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like flat, straight foot. So it's it's like it got a face like mm. that, like mm. a brick wall. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm Chris, saying for that the audience because it has a big... think that made no sense. But Ross made it make much more sense with some very clear hand motioning. I mean, it's a brick wall. <laughs> I think your description. Made me say that it should be called the Brick Wall Shark. Okay, okay. As opposed to Big White Shark. Yes. I think I prefer shark. Big White Shark. I'm on the Big White Shark. Well, <laughs> BWS isn't as funny. <laughs> That's how uh, fundamental this idea is. Okay. Uh, so, trope two. Trope two. Trope two. Um, are you, you have done this before we get to trip two. <laughs> are you aware of flanderization? Oh, uh, yes, but no. So, it's it takes its origins from the Simpsons' Ned Flanders, sure. who originally was like quite a mild-mannered, easily walked-over Christian guy. Yeah. And like, by the time you get like five series in. He just will do anything, will let Homer take anything, is just like the most pathetic, conceivable guy. So it's this kind of exaggeration of characters' initial uh, quirks as okay. the series goes on. Mm-hmm. Often they'll so really what you're saying is, we make no as the shark gets no. <laughs> more established in the story, its main characteristic it gets it's wider large and head. <laughs> it gets bigger and bigger. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I had a different. I had a different spin here. Um, just, I, I, the idea of making one villain that's like every TV trope <laughs> would be quite funny. Okay. So, I want a villain that flanderizes the characters. So it's going to take your modifiers and the ones that are above average become 20 and the ones that are below average become zero for that fight. (laughs) Interesting. What do we define as average? I guess it could do like a take your top three and... That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that works. That definitely works. Um... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I do like it. So it's a shark with a big head. It can also be the shark <laughs> that has 
But I don't. I, that. <laughs> it's not that. It's not the head that's big. It's it's all of it. It's like you just take the fins and you just yank them to the side. But it doesn't flatten out like a ray, like the closely related rays. It's still big round boy, but very in the other direction. <laughs> it's like a widescreen TV, this shark. Um, like, you can get over the top very easily. Mm. You could also go around a widescreen TV very easily. But you get the difference I'm making, you know, and the relative size of the sure. dimension. I don't it's think you can walk around a television. <laughs> you can't. You're wrong. You can't do it. I can't fathom a reality in which that is possible. So. <laughs> um, okay, so I guess we're making the flanderizing white shark. So we need to come up with a with a definitive name for this thing. The flanderizing wide shark. <laughs> I think we might be able to do better than the flanderizing wide shark, but I've been wrong before when it comes to what I think we're capable of. The Maud, as in Maud Flanders, the Mordtician. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know. Is Maud Ned's wife? Yes. <laughs> Mortician. Like Mortician. I got the Mortician bit. <laughs> um, uh, what if we give it like a... Sharks don't tend to do a lot of like care for the bodies after murder. Mm. Or, you know, and Morticians don't really murder people. When they need business. <laughs> Let's. I was but thinking. Certainly, we, we can leave it a, a, we can back a that. genus species. So, like, what is it? What's the fucking genus for sh- fucking sharks? Cantor. Okay. Um, and then, so for all it would sharks, be a, all sharks in the same genus. Well, that's the like, like blue shark. And, okay. And like the com- most common sharks. Sure. Cantor, and then like. Cantor Flanderosi, or you know that kind of thing, and then give it a, like a anglicised name, which is um, yeah. the white shark or something like that. Okay. It's like, all right. I don't know. Just getting way too, way too, way too specific. <laughs> which I'm down to do. <laughs> which I'm into. Because we like to alienate as many people as possible when we make this podcast. Um, subscribe to us on Patreon give us money Uh, anyone have anything else they'd like to throw on the floor I literally yeah Um, (laughs) (laughs) it's on the ground so I'm going to create a homebrew monster it's called the wide shark well we can certainly we can do that as a sort of stand in for now so uh, do do you know for sure that the genus name that is the Judas name for blue sharks. Yes. How's it spelled? C-A-N-T-O-R. Oh, wow, okay. It's not a lot to it. Interesting. Cantaflanderosi. <laughs> Version 1. We will come back to this eventually. What kind of... It's probably a beast, right? I don't actually know what makes a beast a beast by D&D standards. Mm. But I don't think it's an aberration. I think they have to be created by, like, magic. It's not a celestial. No, it's just straight up. It's just a shark with a big yeah. head. It's not a dragon or an elemental or a fair or a fiend or a giant. And for some it could reason, be a giant. The uh, I think for it to be a giant, it has to be a giant in all directions, you know? Yeah. So it's not a giant. It's certainly not humanoid. It's not a... 
It might be a monstrosity. Is it possible <laughs> to get around it? Yeah. Get around me, boss. And he's not like, in his they're all like, and I'm, I'm dead. I'm not capable of getting around. It cannot be done. So we'll go with Beast. Uh, monster subtypes. Is Shark one? Shark is not one. D&D Beyond is such a limited tool, it's frustrating sometimes. Uh, <laughs> now, it's very difficult to decide what size we're going for here. Because, so, by D&D standards, medium is what human beings are. Mm. And then large is above that huge... So, just, just make it clear that it is impossibly wide. Right. So, uh, in that sense, it probably goes into the gargantuan category. Yeah. Yes. For the, for the but wideness. But it's just impossibly wide. Impossibly wide. <laughs> really very thin. Yeah, really quite. But like, with a good sh- effort from any player, player character... It can be jumped. Left. Yeah, yeah, you can jump over it. Definitely. So like six feet, maybe. What? That's not that wide, Carl. You're an idiot. I am an idiot. I'm talking <laughs> about the jump, the jumping distance. The long. Do you have a six foot vertical jump. Why would it be vertical? You're jumping over the shot. That's a horizontal jump. Yeah, the he's a vertical oh, jump. You go up oh, straight yeah, up, Carl. Carl. But you you've misunderstood. But you need to get over the six foot. Well, you can take a run and jump. Carl, did you Height! The shark, we're talking about the actual height. If the shark was on the ground, uh-huh. laying infinitely sideways, uh-huh. right? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm, of its infinite size. I'm just talking about the distance from the head to the tail, not the, the height to get yes. over it. Just well, the okay. okay. Also, if it's six feet long, its height is going to be, like, pretty bad for a, something that is supposed to swim. Well, it would just be... Because you can just go underneath it. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> You're presumably jumping over it when it's in the water. So it doesn't really matter how far down it goes. It can be enormously high, uh, tall as well, you know, from its belly to its back. It is infinitely but all that's going to poke out of the top of the water is the dorsal fin or you know bits of its snout if it's making a real effort and I imagine it really would have to yes um, yeah, it's probably very it's difficult for this thing to move width. or really attack you in any way um, <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to have to think about how it's only possible to defeat this thing by jumping over it it's really sharp So if it touches you even slightly, will bleed out. Lots of bleeding damage. Maybe you'll flanderosed if you touch it as well. Oh yeah, we need to work. No, I want you to be flanderized anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want you to take severe bleeding damage if it touches you, (laughs) and you fail to leap the sharp. Flanderizing you shark. fail to jump the shark. What is something? Okay, well we I've got a great great common name for it now the sharp oh wow okay so what about if we kill you Carl okay I'm not hating that idea (laughs) 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 okay so on the movie tropes thing uh huh we're thinking spy movies okay right inexplicably the giant table saw what? Right. <laughs> the table right, saw. You trap the spy in. You put the spy on the table and the saw really slowly. Okay, okay, okay. It's really slowly. So I'm thinking. That could be like its dorsal fin. Yeah, its dorsal fin 
is the spinning blade. Okay. Another movie trope, throwing that in there. Okay. Right? And uh, that's why it's sharp. (laughs) (laughs) If you touch it, the sore on its back really slowly moves. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be such an easy... This is going to be the easiest villain to defeat that's ever had the gargantuan rating. <laughs> it is able to move the. Um, so here's what I'm thinking. So like, in, like a shark wouldn't usually swim that way, right? Yeah. And then the fin is streamlined so that yeah. it's that way. But what I'm thinking is because of the infinite length, the saw is actually facing along its its width. Okay. And then it can move along its length. Okay. So right. if you touch it at points along its length, it shoots so it's a, the blade. It's a wider it. target to jump over. Yeah. But it's still only going from the head to the tail. It's yes. not, you know, spanning nations yeah, like yeah, the shark yeah. is. Mm. Um, otherwise, it would be very easy to avoid, you know? Mm. Yeah. Mm. You could j- jump over the and shark so, and at any other point he, of so the here's, shark. Here's what I'm thinking, right? If you do touch it on top, yeah, you you just immediately get tied down in that starfish position like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. in the movies, and then the blade re- just like you're stuck. The blade moves slowly still, yeah. because of the drama. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and yeah, so that's that's there you go. I'm thinking movie trope thrown in there. I'm thinking that <laughs> in one way, and also this might have to be quite an unusual shark. Let me explain my weird way that I think this shark won't be normal. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay, this is the first unusual thing about this shark. I think you're probably going to... It needs to have lots of dorsal fins. I think it should probably have dorsal fins, like, all the way along its... On its width. Because otherwise, I'd get to it and I'd go, Oh, no! Like, imagine you went... Like, there was a bridge that spanned the entire length of a river... And you were like, I want to cross the river, but the bridge is slightly broken in this bit. You mm. just go to a different point. So if we approached this and it had this really dangerous spinning saw, it'd just go, all right, I'm going to move one foot to the left and attempt my jump there. No, that that was my point. The blade, the one blade, yeah. is pointing sideways so that it can constantly move up and down. The but entire I, length of the thing. Uh, okay, so it sort of tracks. It goes to wherever you are, and then moves back and forward a lot. Yeah, that the was tail that was my idea. Okay, so it's like a tracking blade. Yes. Mm. What if he was really, really sharp everywhere? I see. So, like his like fishy scales were also razor blades. Yeah, but much sharper than razor blades. Okay. I want the player character to bleed for half their health points over three turns when they don't, when they fail to jump the shark. So okay, I have an announcement. It can't be that hard to jump the shark, though. But isn't it? <laughs> this, is, this is just pointless. This is going to affect no one for no. more than like so, a turn. So Chris, the difficulty is in the agility test. Yeah. And the fact that while you are having to do the test of agility, mm. you have been flanderized, mm. 
And there is a fucking saw which tracks you all the way along the shop. Yeah. And you're saying it isn't hard enough to get past it. Which, by the way... Okay. If if it gets flanderized, nearly everyone, one of their flanderizing traits will be either their strength or dexterity, which means they will just easily one-shot this unless they roll impossibly badly. And also, if you're hit by the saw... You die. <laughs> if you're a big orky roleplay, maybe Look, you've got very bad abilities. Chris, we're not really trying to put you now off. it's really hard for you to jump the shark. Chris, you're we're not trying to put you off this really idea. Sharp fins. We promise that we're Come not on. trying to put you off the idea. really sharp. You only get to the fins if you got somehow to the edges of this shark that's like a continent wide. <laughs> Carl, <laughs> you could go around a continent. But what he is you? much wider. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, this is a Pangea spanning shark. <laughs> Okay, perfect. I thought he was just, like, wide enough that it would be inconvenient <laughs> for you to, to go trick. around. Right? <laughs> no, no, Fully and, impossible. But you're, like, literally talking, like, the in, like encapsulating whatever there's, mass so, it is connected so to. There's, if, you're, <laughs> if you're playing on a spherical planet, uh, there is one mile... Which, of course, the real shark planet that we on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. Where the shark is. Yes. Yes. Exactly. On the whole earth. It's also... It's like spreads all over. Due to its infinite width, technically, it just like goes out from a point. And then when it gets to the middle on the other side, it can just keep going. It could. It could wrap all around the planet. Yeah. Um, But if it wrapped, it would be harder to make the length of the jump. Exactly. So I reckon that it just keeps like... And uh, somewhere between a meter and a mile for like a poo hole. Where <laughs> so you wouldn't want to pass. So you wouldn't want to pass through there anyway because the edges of the extremely oh, sharp fins <laughs> are over the top of Enough. over the top of to protect a its massive poo pile hole. of shit. But as I said. <laughs> Realize that, that an alternative <laughs> strategy for defeating the shark is just treating it like the dead star, <laughs> going to the one vulnerable bit and, and getting past those sharp fins, flying up his asshole. <laughs> but uh, as I said that, I realized it didn't make any sense because you know the head to the tail is unaltered; <laughs> it's just the sides we're, we're pulling out. So its <laughs> poo hole would be weirdly near to its face. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Like it wouldn't be nearer to its face than a regular shark. Maybe, when you think of the overall no, no, size no, no, of the No, 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 no. So, so here's the thing, right? Maybe that's the weird thing about this shark. The first new, only weird first thing about weird this is shark that is that its poo like, holes are at the uh, end of the fins, where there right. are also the sharpest blades in the world. Mm, right. I think Sharper that covers all the bases here. Blades. I think okay. we've got. All, <laughs> I think we've got it all covered. <laughs> so like, like, so imagine playing this. You're the DM, and you're like, and you approach. Oh shit! Thing that kind of looks like a shark. 
that you turn your head in either direction and it extends clear over the horizon both ways. <laughs> but it's like four here's, to six feet long. So here's, here's, here's how it moves its head. And you got to jump different. over it. So it's a chainsaw. It, it also, does you like, have 20 dexterity now. <laughs> it does like the worm like this around the planet to move its head so that it can talk to different people. Yeah. So, like, occasionally you can just see its whole body rise up and then just go... Because <laughs> it's moving. Right. Right, like a worm would. And then would sometimes it, bother, it swims forwards. I mean, I guess it, 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 it needs to eat this thing. <laughs> How does it eat? How does it maintain? <laughs> With its real fucking big mouth. But I thought it was... We no, 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 head no, like the same. No, oh, no, 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 the head is out, infinitely yeah. wide, and it's sort so of... So it's basically like, like a basking like. shark at this point. It's yes. And things swim in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> Alright, well, let's start writing this bad boy up. Um, you haven't <laughs> been writing this down? <laughs> well, I've got the name Cantaflanderosi brackets sharp. This is... <laughs> Written down. Shark. <laughs> shark. That's a shark. size gargantuan. Yeah. Because it because is like infinitely wide. Carl, why aren't you... It's as wide as it ever wants to be. And that is always really fucking wide. <laughs> or just wide enough that it doesn't shit itself. <laughs> you have to imagine... Most of the planet that you're on is made up of this thing's shit. That's kind of hard. Mm. Okay. I'm swarm boring. monster type. We, these will never swarm. Um, shark. The alignment of a shark. I mean, is it, is it evil? Yes. It just wants to eat. No. No. No, it wants to kill. <laughs> But if we wanted to kill, Why would all he does, right? We make something much more capable. No, 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 no. So here's here's the thing, right? Okay, I think it is perhaps a celestial being of sorts. It arrives as a seed of parasite. So this is like a will. god. And I mean, we said the only way to implants beat it is to leave into it. the earth, and then it grows around the entire world. Yeah, you know, whatever world it lands on. Maybe. We did say that. The only way to beat it was to leave it, so it makes sense that you can't really defeat it. So, kind of, I like the idea of making it a celestial being as opposed to a beast. Kind of makes sense to me. Yeah, it's, it's sort of, you know. I yeah, know. so maybe it's, it, it's like a literal. Right. So it's pooing and <laughs> creating more earth. It's like God but of it's creation. also actually eating. Yeah, it's like consuming. It's a god of creation and destruction. Yeah, it's Shiva or whichever one was that in the Hindu thing. Groudon and Kyoga. Groudon and Kyoga. Who is the <laughs> Hindu god of creation god of war, and destruction? Right? Destruction. Yeah. Vishnu. Vishnu. No. Brahma Isn't or Shiva. What? Isn't Brahma... I thought it was Shiva. The cows from Fallout. Isn't that what, is that what they're called? What are they called? The weird cow things in the Fallout games. You guys ever played for that? I have. I don't remember. The, I've not played for. They're like weird cows. They're like weird cows. Uh, send us a message on Twitter at Dragnos Podcast. Email in if you know what the weird cows from the Fallout oh. games are called. I'm gonna see if either Brahma or Shiva or Vishnu are monster subtypes. We can. <laughs> I think they probably aren't. 
What about Weird Cow from Fallout? Weird, weird Cow. Also, it doesn't come up. Damn, that's uh, crazy, man. So, but if it's a god of creation and destruction, I feel like we can't give it an evil alignment. But I don't think we can call it necessarily it a god, god, right? Right, celestial doesn't necessarily mean god. Celestial just means originating uh-huh. from the stars. So what I'm suggesting is that it's like literally just a parasite. Okay. But it lands on a planet, consumes the planet. But I, th- I thought it was part poops. of the creation of the planet. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. So it, poops, so it poops out. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess it's sort of a mutual thing. But yeah. like, I mean, it's mostly just eating alive things and pooing out poo. So I was more <laughs> thinking it's probably... That's right, we do have degrees in biology. Um... <laughs> what else are you going to call it? <laughs> I'm going to use like any other word than poo. I don't need to make it any more complicated, I do I? Like, <laughs> it's, it is so funny. it's an animal, right? And it eats alive things and poos out poo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't poo actually create anything. The poo just becomes landmass on which things can grow, etc. Yeah. But so I think of it as like a planet founder kind of thing. Ooh, oh my god. It. I'm like getting so like many ideas. Just an ocean. Shut up, shut up. No, but shut up. A planet flounder. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dungeons and Dragons. We're going to call it that. So, you know how we said it goes around the whole way around? Yeah. Yeah. So what if it consumed from one half and the other half grew? So jumping over it defeated it because actually you were in the part that it pooed in and therefore was able to grow and be a good place to live. Okay. So, but how, how, what if it's like a tool? It's like a tool used by like gods to like seed planets that they think could be planets to have things on. Yeah, that's what it's, I mean. Yeah. Okay, because like, so like, because like it could yeah. be like a primordial world when there's only ocean yeah. and like plankton. Yeah. And then, and then it goes, okay, the eat the plankton and turn them into landmass with your poo. Yeah. And later we can colonize the land with whatever because yeah. we're gods. Yeah, perfect. So the gods, these gods, they just love poo. The poo gods. Poo gods. The and poo it's gods. appropriate that these gods are applying TV tropes to us if we take the sort of Greek view of the pantheon of gods, True. where they're just sort of looking down on us and having a wild time. Occasionally they come and fuck one of us, but mostly they just enjoy the drama. Hmm. So we are a kind of cosmic TV show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, when when the when uh, when well, uh, it's hard to say when because it's mythology, but <laughs> when the Greek gods created man, they yeah. only created men. Yeah, and they uh, and they like. Uh, and uh, Prometheus and his brother like stayed and lived among them, uh, like the just the people and were there. And then yeah, pretty much all of they reported everything back to the pantheon of gods that were actually the um, what was what it the Olympians? Anyway, they they would like literally just tell stories to the Olympians. So it was literally just gossip, like you said. Exactly that. Right. Written in mythology. 
This is a big shot. They made humans for their. <laughs> they, they made humans for their own entertainment. It is, <laughs> it is a big shot. It is a very, very big shock. It is impossible. Big shock. So I'm, I'm going to say first of all, <laughs> it's impossible to defeat this big shock. Ignore any challenge ratings or HP. You can it jump over. Never up. dies. But you can. So what? We say you can only defeat it by jumping over. Is that just like in a symbolic sense? That's all you can do. Or will it like die if you jump over it? No, I think you have to DPS, 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 jump. DPS, DPS, DPS. I think it can't die. In the aim of killing the shark. But what would jumping over it in that scenario achieve? Stopping it from slicing you with its big, horrible scales. But you could just stand away from it and shoot it. No, it's travelling towards you at such a velocity that you can't <laughs> retreat. It's impossibly wide. You can't get around it. You can't so I'm picturing it as standing. You cannot so retreat from it. What you're you saying, Chris, is it's a sort of... <laughs> Jump the fucking shot. You're saying it's a sort of skipping rope. No! So it is inf at no, infinite are, it'll speed. Keep going back towards you. You've got to keep jumping it. Spinning around the planet it is on, right? <laughs> sure! And you sure, have to jump works. over it every time it comes past. It would be, li- be possible to deal any damage to that. <laughs> because it's a skipping rope. Of course it wouldn't be impossible to deal damage to that. It's a skipping car. rope. Yeah, so, wait. it's a skipping rope. Okay. With a blade on its back. There's no real point in... <laughs> I, think, like, I think... So you're saying we should be able to kill this thing? Yes. Okay. <laughs> what do you think? I think that it's a shark. But if you cut it in half, it's two sharks. <laughs> Let's just add in more layers. <laughs> <laughs> Should I even write this up? Because like, this is just... Just now DMs can know that this is a possibility. Yes. <laughs> but like... Okay, the, <laughs> but like <laughs> well, I don't know why, but I feel like you're against this. So how... If, if you kill... <laughs> Chris, do you have any follow-up ideas? If you right. kill the shark... Uh-huh. <laughs> the planet that it is working on just stops there. Right. Um, it doesn't develop anymore, and everyone dies. Not on that planet. So, how everyone. hard do you think it should be able to be to kill this ancient being? Pretty tough. Pretty I don't tough. Know, man. He'll it's... go backwards and forwards, trying to hit you with his big spiky scales. And you've got no choice but to but jump, to jump. continuously. And you've gotta you've gotta keep shooting. But and his constant point, shitting. His constant shitting is an yeah. obstacle too. So let's talk about the flanderizing for a sec. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anything to take a break from the shop. No, this is this is still very no, much. This is part of the shop. <laughs> it's 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 right. Why there does it flanderize you? Because the gods that dispensed it enjoy TV, and therefore TV tropes. Right, so it's just their way to make the Hunger Games more entertaining. Sure. 
So it's okay. just, yeah, okay. Alright. So, right, so before I go, okay, so first of all, before I go into like any stat stuff uh-huh. or real description, let's talk about lore. <laughs> so there are these gods and they find primordial worlds that are just ocean if, and microscopic uh, life. If anyone remembers our pantheon of gods, which please we, email us. Which I don't. It's that one. Email us with our own gods. They are the own one. They are the ones that we're talking about in this... Uh, email us. <laughs> Enter a description of... Actually, okay, so... The microscopic life. And they send this fucking thing. And then this thing. Eats the plankton and poos out landmass. So it transforms... In order to transform the planet... Ocean planet. Into a colonizable area. Yeah. Nice. Now, the shark is like a shark, but wait. Are those... There's more to it than that. Wait, (laughs) are those saw blades and knives? So, it's the same length as, say, a tiger shark from head to tail. Yeah. But it's, like, planet-wide. It's about as wide as the planet, minus about a mile... For poo disposal. From its fins, the point, the tips of its fins. From near its fins. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is also very sharp. If you touch it, cuts you. If you <laughs> touch it, it cuts you. <laughs> okay. Right. I think... Well, that's probably everything that's needed in the monster characteristics description. I think we figured that out. Time to talk about its special traits. Oh, nice. So, I'm going to go pee. Okay. I'm about to pee. So I'm going to go and pee. So I'm going to put sharp. Yeah, he's certainly sharp. If you touch this fucker anywhere, you will start bleeding so heavily that you will lose... I said half your health over three turns. Okay. Half your health in three turns. That's half total HP, not half current health. Yeah. Total HP... In three turns, that's one of its traits. The other trait is... Flanderization. Flanderization. Let's type flanderization up. Flanderization. If you engage the shark in combat, your three highest abilities become 20, and your three lowest abilities become one. So, <laughs> if you you're you're like screwed if you really specced into like charisma. Yeah. Because you can like try and convince the shark to let you go under him, but it won't do. He he might even raise up his belly for you. The problem but the is the second you walk under, the scales are coming down. And the other issue is the mountain of poo below mm-hmm. that you obviously the shark is off. So swimming underneath wouldn't be possible. Sure. No. You know, once the shark is established, obviously, there would be a mountain of poo. If it was early on in the shark's life cycle... It wouldn't make sense for you to be there. You may find, even, that it hasn't fully encircled the world. Right. As well. You know, that is possible, technically. Technically? Just unlikely. We should talk about the technical possibilities here. Um, I just want you to know... Does it really have any actions besides just moving towards you? Bite. Would it even try to bite? Yeah. 
I think it's, it's sort of that, surge, that just murders you, right? It sort of just surges forward death. and gnashes its jaws. Would that just kill you instantly? I uh, think it only makes sense for that to kill you instantly. So I kind of just like the idea that it's more of a bask because we've got it set up that it eats microscopic life. Here's a movie trope that will, uh, you know, make it okay that it's not going to bite you. Okay. Right. It just swallows you whole, and there's just like a civilization living inside it. So you could have whole cat. You know how like there's like there's always that uh, trope in cartoons and stuff. Like some people get eaten by a whale, and then they just live inside the whale, and they're like fine, and <laughs> like, okay, and they're in the whale. But it's right? like only this long. So how could there be people who live because of the because of I the infinite really width of its head? But like. <laughs> How would how would you like No but that's 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 the trope that people get swallowed by it by its infinitely wide mouth. Uh-huh. Right? And then you can just live in there inexplicably because it's a movie trope. Okay. Mm. Uh, I'm just trying to throw in more movie tropes here. <laughs> I'm just gonna say this shark also doubles as a setting. <laughs> it's a complete setting. I think maybe just its actions are just aggressively coming towards you if you attempt to fight it, mm. and it can move its sword. Why would anyone fight it? it I I would because say because the alternative is is non-existent. You know. Either you, you have to jump. just leave it alone, and it'll keep making the planet. No, no, it's coming towards you. You got to jump. There's no, there's no. Well, why would it start coming towards you? Because it, it's moving. It's always moving. <laughs> got to swim. Okay, but if it's always moving, then when it comes to you the first time, you jump over it and it keeps moving, and you wait for a while. Yeah, you just keep doing that. And you want to live under the tyranny of shark jumping your whole life, Carl? It's like making the bitch. <laughs> Maybe you don't want to see your planet as it is destroyed. Are you the kind of person who plays Skyrim and goes, oh, I'll let Alduin kill all of the people because maybe the world would be better with dragons. Well, it's not going to no, kill the you people. You kill Alduin First of because all, you want to preserve... Innocent Nord life as it is. First of all, Chris, you you didn't let me answer your question. And yes, I never kill Alduin because I think the dragons should destroy the planet. So, Mm. uh, that's one thing, right? So an option is to offer your life to the shark, just lay down and die. (laughs) Yes, but earlier in this... um, Fairly confident we established that gods put the shark on planets mm. to build landmass and create life. And but I can out see- of nowhere, <laughs> <laughs> as far as I am aware, you've turned it into a predatory killer of all life. But you've got to destroy to create, you know. So I can see the argument that it would turn into a pest. You know, once it's made the world... Yes, okay, I see you might eventually so so protect, like, to preserve the life of so currently like on So, like, after it. time, it would probably get done with creating the world. And, and then later storm Because it's like, right, well, I've done my stuff, and then it gets bored. So they're like Halo rings. Chris. You find them, you awaken them. I get it now. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
Uh, After col- yeah. doing the thing, they they lie dormant. If you wake it up, it'll eat you, and the whole planet, and then come on you. It'll down. be annoyed, and you have to fight and or jump, jump the shark. Like this is a movies thing. No, Carl, as you pointed out, you could lay down and accept death at the hands of the shark. I literally never said that once. You said that. Why would I fight the shark? You said I said you could jump the shark. Terrifying shark. You could just jump the shark and then not fight it. The shark that will force me to jump until the rest of my days. The shark that will will kill the elderly who have become incapable of jumping. How effectively do you think you could Who terrorises our thoughts and haunts our dreams. So slowly, you have to jump over it like once every 200 years. Have I mentioned that I've completely lost interest (laughs) and I'm doing something else? Um, You'd have to jump over it like once every two centuries. You could make platforms for that. (laughs) <laughs> you can only jump it. Yeah, I made this very clear. <laughs> yes, you did. You said you can only jump it, and now you're saying you have to fight it as well. Yeah, and I'm trying to commit more to just jumping it. No. <laughs> it's an enemy. It must be defeated. Mostly via jumping. <laughs> That's not the way to do it. So... That's just jumping over it. <laughs> so you got two options, right? You can jump over it yeah. and completely avoid it. And then, you know, every century or however long it is, depending on the size of your planet, yeah. you have to jump over every it again. Every 12 to and 15 just, minutes. And jump... <laughs> It's that planet from Rick and Morty where you just yeah, like, yeah. So, so it's so that right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is constantly screaming. Yeah. Okay. So that that's one thing. Or you jump onto its back. Yeah. It. Mm, mm, mm. The blade, right, that runs along its back. If you successfully jump over the blade as it flies towards you, it dies. <laughs> Let's keep in mind that it has super, super sharp scales. That's very, right. very sharp. So, you're standing there, you know, you're an adventurer mm. in Dungeons and Dragons, you've probably got like shitty ass, like really thin leather shoes, yeah. right? Yeah. So, you're standing on basically just knives, right? And you've got to jump over a saw blade, right? That's flying at you at speed, right? And if you do it successfully, the shark dies. Everything's fine. Cool. So it's but been obviously- an hour. So I'm just gonna roll with that and not write anything really up <laughs> because you don't need it. If you're the DM, you're just like the shark's coming at you. I right, try to shoot it. You can't shoot it. Why is this a big shark? <laughs> <laughs> So, Ross. Yes. How moisturized are your hands well, feeling? You may have noticed on the podcast that I said a few minutes ago that I was going for a wee. And I did. And I washed my hands. Right. And they feel much better now. Okay. <coughs> Go ahead and tell me what is last. Uh, cranberry sauce is last. Worse. Worse than cranberry. We've got a new worst. 
This is really Woo! exciting to me. Like that On was our just worst podcast. So here we go, right? I think so... this is going to be very listenable. <laughs> it's going to produce nothing, but it's going to be very listenable. So the Mark Slime positives. Right? Yeah, I am going to give positives because there were some. The application process, I like, right? Yeah. The, the the slimy ball thing rubbing it into your hands you know you don't have to you don't worry about like oh no I've accidentally taken too much sure. moisturiser and then you're like ah and then you end up like putting it on your forearms and then you got weird like moisturiser in the hairy forearm nobody wants that yeah. right? no. so I like that it avoids that however it smells bad it's pink and a lowland muck is not mainly pink yeah. so that's bad uh, it smells bad. Sure. Uh, and the tub it comes in smells bad. <laughs> right. And my hands, after using the slime as a moisturizer, smelled bad. Right. Uh, and then um, uh, it left a residue on my hands, which uh, was fine. Kind of made your hands feel okay, moisturized, okay, okay. actually. Uh, but then I noticed, and... Uh, you pointed this out. Okay. I was rubbing my hands, right? Sure. Uh, it was like re-coagulating okay. some of the stuff. So what was the residue on my hands was in fact just slime. Sure. So it uh, wasn't actually moisturized, just slimy. Right. Uh, okay. So yeah, those negatives and really And how would you say the residue smelled? <sighs> Bad. Okay. So this is... Groundbreaking stuff. Yeah, and the reason that cranberry sauce is above that is because it smells like cranberries. Okay. Which don't smell bad, bad. necessarily. So, um, so yeah. amazing stuff. Uh, thank you everyone for listening to this here, the best episode of this podcast. If has you ever made. if you would like to use the shop, uh, that's on you, cunt. That's your fault. Um, I don't if know you, why. You would do that. If you have ideas for this show... Please. Oh, God, send them Please, God, send them to us. We haven't left the house in two months. Email <laughs> DuncansandDragnos at gmail.com or tweet us at Dragnos Podcast or find us on Facebook and message at Dragnos Podcast. Uh, we want to thank our guest, Rory M. Spence, for coming on. What do you got to say, Rory? What a great podcast. <laughs> I... My dog. <laughs> My dog. Sure. Say this is your favorite podcast on the Citadel. <laughs> I love porn. Thus is my favorite podcast on the Citadel. <laughs> and my penis, oh God, my penis. is still tiny. Florian Spence us... is a real Scottish man. Thank you for this giving us. Thank show. you. I am indeed. Most of the listeners of the show are Rory M. Spence, but I feel the need to point out that he's a lovely man who pitches the show and has a great show of his own called Doghead Presents that you should check out. But thanks for listening to this. Goodbye from me and Ross and Chris and Rory. Uh, I'm Rory. <laughs> Ha ha ha!